You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. Yeah. All right, team. We are missing Sarah this week, which we'll get to. She didn't tell us that she was going to Frankfurt to race Ironman. But before we get to that, I want to know what you all are doing. I mean, you guys are in hot, humid, smoky. How are you training? It's very thunderstormy here in oh, really? Delaware in the Mid-Atlantic area. So it's tricky because Monday nights is open water swim night Mm. at the local reservoir and it seems like every Monday night it gets canceled because that's when the thunderstorms want to show up it's it's just hot here it it rained for like three days straight and then now it's been above 90 every day it's just hot it's actually been weirdly cold in like north in the bay area but now we're supposed to get a heat wave and people are losing their minds. And you guys will appreciate this. I heard this and I looked up what the heat was going to be. And I was like, 80 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not humid there. No. <laughs> Obviously, it's like hotter in some places. Well, it's fine. But what? If you're not used to it. And it's uh, we're going into a holiday weekend. I know Khadija is going to be off next week. Are you guys? Uh, so 4th of July is the second biggest day for like 5Ks running races after Thanksgiving. So you guys doing any big 4th of July? No, I am going to be celebrating in Koshimar, Havana with my friends. So uh, I don't know what I'll be doing, but it won't be racing. I'll be on somebody's beach or somebody's backyard talking trash. I was gonna do a local 5k, but I, even better, I found a sprint triathlon, like the Saturday after that has an extremely short swim and a longer bike. Oh, that's and a, and a five. Yes. My <laughs> kind of triathlon make the swim tiny. <laughs> I actually have like a whole, like, I don't know. I forgot I bought it. It like showed up. I bought like a, what, like an America flag, you know, shorts and a sports bra. And now I don't have anywhere to wear it to. So I feel like I just need to wear it around. Just go to Walmart. Everything's <laughs> everything's a go at Walmart. <laughs> wear my America flag sports bra. Yes. Run around Walmart. Yeah. Is there not a local? Wait, are, is it because you're not running it's or not exercising local, yeah. much? Okay. Well, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the like casually exercising phase of life right now. Yeah. Not the training. The difference, you know. Then you do you do need to find somewhere fun to wear this to. So I'm thinking in the county fair because we always go to the county fair. Oh, so, solid, that's, solid that's choice. What I'll do. Exactly. Never been to a fair. Never been to a fair. Oh. At least I don't think I have. I don't know. What? what about the kettle corn and the funnel cake and the monster truck rallies? No, never. No. I took my son to. Um, I would think it was Atlanta Motor Speedway once. Uh-huh. He wanted to see the the pickup trucks race. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was an interesting experience. I guess yeah, that's kind of fair-ish. Yeah, I went to one of those at the <laughs> a different county fair once. It was weird. It was weird. 
<laughs> I'm married to a, like a huge NASCAR race car fan. So this is very funny. <laughs> but you have to go to a fair. Fairs are great. Yes. Yes. There's got to be a county fair, state fair. Come, come visit me. We'll go to Delaware State Fair. The day after, right after I quit my job last year, I flew to Milwaukee to visit my parents and we went and the first Monday that I didn't have a job, right? Like nowhere to work. We spent 10 hours drinking at the Wisconsin State Fair and I was like fully living (laughs) unemployment (laughs) life. (laughs) All right. So today we do have a a voicemail from Sarah and we'll talk about that. But first off, we're going to have our Sid Talks recap from Roth. And then we'll talk about all the big performances, so many like huge races this weekend after this break. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do. Uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration. And that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating, I, I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula and then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their precision knowledge hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five or, you know, like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits you can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. Hey, 
Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. All right, we have Sid back for Sid Talks. It's a special, the Roth edition. Roth edition. <laughs> All right, and so you was, were over there for spectating this year because you couldn't race. Was. was it different? How is spectating? It was mental. It really was. I feel like it was a Roth of pre-COVID years plus some. So like, you know, it's we've had two editions since COVID. 2021 was September and that was very sort of stunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even last year, it was sort of partway back. Yeah, you guys what told I me knew. the crowds weren't like, yeah, they were still like big, but it yeah. wasn't. And this year, I just feel it was, again, a different experience for me. So maybe that that right. made it feel different. But um, from everyone I spoke to, we all just said it just felt it was bigger and better than ever. And like I've 2019, I had broken my collarbone and I, so I was injured, but I was actually on the back of a motorbike doing spotting for the men's race. So you see the race from a different side and I, I still got to go up Solaraberg on the motorbike, which was pretty cool. But this year um, on race day, I was host- hosting a bus of VIP. So I was actually on the ground and actually got to be like right in the crowd on the floor, like on Solaraberg. And it was just like, as a spectator, it was one of the most amazing like feelings and experiences I've had. I think we should and, explain to people what Solarberg is. It's like this hill that's like Tour de France style. Yeah, there's crowds no, 10 deep. There's no barriers. Like the yeah. crowds just, um, yeah, crowds 10 deep. And, and you kind of, you're on the course and you come around the corner and you just sort of, th- there's barriers starting quite wide and the crowd's behind and then they just sort of narrow, narrow. And you just look ahead up the hill and it's just a wall of people. And you're like, I can't even see where the road goes. And as you get closer, they just sort of part Art. enough <laughs> that you get literally that you just get a bike through and the noise is just intense. It was so noisy and they've got DJs and stuff like that, but just the crowd. And I think just because there were so many Germans and just the level of field this year with so many champions and they've all got those inflatable clapper things, which make whatever noise mm. it was just, Oh, it's great. And someone said to me, they said, you know, is it scary as an athlete when you go up there? Bit. And I was like, well, it is a little bit, but you just, you, you know, that none of the crowd, they're not there to, get in your way or hurt you, you know, and you, as long as you hold your line and you're, you're going uphill, so you're not going, going, going super up. fast. Yeah. Although the boys and well, right. and Danny, yeah, they were going <laughs> relatively pretty, pretty down fast. But anyway, I was like, as, as long as you hold your line, you don't move the crowds, get out of the way. And then of course I'm in the crowd with my phone going, 
actually you're really fucking close to these athletes right. like you you are one of those idiots that might get in the way here <laughs> I, Dude, like, I just remember last year doing it and people were like literally like screaming your face oh, patting you on the back yeah. like and I yeah they're like you're amazing and I start I'm like I am amazing <laughs> <laughs> it is it's incredible and I so not just was like we got to Solara we, so we went to the swim start which was just oh perfect and magical and that, like there's just crowds on the bridge lining the canal it was a beautiful morning that sort of the the mist is rising up the, the soundtrack that the the guys saw is just <laughs> perfect and they have the hot air balloons on the field with this little german church which is just like picture perfect and it's funny because obviously i've never seen i yeah. i didn't actually know that the hot air balloons actually do lift up and they actually do go in the air and they actually do fly off so you know the, the men the pro men had started and the women had started and then i was suddenly like oh there's a, wow this is amazing the hot air balloons are actually in the air kind of thing um but then we got to Solaraberg at like 8 30 so maybe 20 minutes before the lead men came through and it was already absolutely packed like you looked up the hill and I was just like holy like this is mental and it was already the, the music was playing it was the atmosphere was so incredible and but even speaking to I'd um I'd been in bike racking the day before doing some interviews with the pros, which was a really cool experience with a, one of the other commentators, Benny. And he's normally on race day. He hosts the party at grading, which is the steepest hill in Roth. Mm. And it's right at the bottom end of the course. Um, and he, I spoke to him afterwards and he said, even down there in grading, it's the biggest crowds they've had ever. It was mental. It was so good. And so I just think, We've had COVID this year right. with the start list, but just everybody going, I think things are back to normal. Let's just go out and have a good time. And it was- They yeah, also take their triathlon quite good. seriously. Oh, in so Germany. seriously. So seriously. But, but seriously in a good way. Like yeah, yeah. It's like a real, fans. real professional sport. Like people who, don't, who have never done triathlon are like debating who's going to win. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. It, it is a massive sport for the Germans. Mm-hmm. It is massive for the region of rock, you know, my homestay of seven years and uh, Ben Canute and Jim Vance and then Brad Weiss and his family were staying oh, they were actually, all over there? Okay. they were staying in the village in the same little hamlet in the like my homestay. Yeah. they were actually staying in the same house it's probably actually they're actually all stayed together which I was like wow that's a that's a big a big load of um, <laughs> athletes and together but before I arrived like my homestay had gone around to dinner at theirs and it was like sending me where are you and then once I left, she went over to theirs for breakfast because she's already having like withdrawal symptoms of like not being with the athletes. And it is just so huge for the region and, and everything. And, and like you said, the Germans are just massive triathlon fans. Like in the studio, we had obviously the international coverage, which was Belinda and Jan. But then next to them was the German studio as well and their their coverage. And then it's on like prime TV. Plus all the media <laughs> and like the media conferences, like nothing I've ever seen before. And yeah, it's, it's just, a big deal there. It's funny. It's almost crazy. like this is what happens when it's a real actual sport that people take seriously yeah. and treat as an actual yeah. sport. And obviously, like you said, startless. Okay, so we have to talk about the actual race, not just oh, yeah. Sid, not just, not just, not just spectators. Well, it wasn't about yeah. me. Was the actual <laughs> race? I mean, women's race. We had Daniela, yeah. we had Ann Hogg, we had Laura Phillip, we had Chelsea Dar. Like it was crazy. And then perfect conditions. I mean, yeah. obviously the times. So I asked you because obviously the times were nuts, right? We had a new course record for the men. We had a new world record from the women. We had a fastest bike splits ever. We had fast, like all this crazy shit. It's not short. It's not actually like I know people talk about the motos, but. They're not, there were few, it's not. They've, the reduced, they've reduced the motos this year. And um, so that was fantastic. I don't think it's, 
It's not like more than other races. It's not like, no, no, it's not like a thing. It's just designed to go fast. fast. And it was just a day that they had magic, perfect conditions and everything just fell into place with the weather, the start list. Yeah, the athletes, just everything just culminated in that opportunity to have an incredible day. Now, and it started, let's go with the women. It started with Daniela coming out of the water with Fenella. Like she had a good that's time. such we would never have seen that before. And as soon as she came out of the water with Fenella, I, I remember saying, and you know, to the to the bus and to other people in in at the start of the swim, I was like, if that's a sign of the rest of the day, she is in a different postcode today and no one is catching her. Right. And we were working it out sort of at various stages in the races, and we we're like, if they are gonna catch her. Annie and Laura, who and Chelsea, but we were kind of thinking it's probably Annie and Laura that can run that level are going to have to run a low two forty to catch right, her, which is a lot. And in the and end, it, yeah. they couldn't quite. And Danielle had one of her best uh, best runs right. as well. That's the thing. It's like when I think she knew, like when the day is coming together, when you get out of the and you're like, oh, today's a day. You have to make the most of it, <laughs> yes, right? Which is and what so she, she said. Made the most yeah. of it, yeah. Because yeah. like you don't you don't like conditions don't line up training health injury ever like everything doesn't click that frequently yeah. and if it does and you're Daniel Reef you gotta like she go knows for it. what yeah. to do yeah and that's the difference like you know yes she's more fallible these days she's not as consistently dominant in every race you know like let's say let's call it pre-covid every start line she was on you right. knew she was going to probably win and in dominant fashion especially those big races. I think, you know, she's had some health issues. She's had some changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we see a little bit more up and down with Daniela of whether she's on or not. But when she is on, she is in a different world. There is no one who's catching her. Like so she did an 808. 808. Which we can bring it. So you have to like, so it was a 50 minute swim, which like, sure, it's a fast swim at like 420 by 420 something. Yeah. And then like a 250 run, right? Yeah. 252 run, I think, which is yeah. again, her best, her best swim, her best run. The bike, I mean, if we're thinking about it, it was, what, 20 minutes, 22 minutes slower than the men's? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Really ridiculous. Absolutely So have ridiculous. we now, and obviously, so Christy greeted her at the finish line. Yeah, like, that was hugs. amazing. It was pretty amazing. crazy. I was looking for a really good picture. Side point, there were way more pictures of the men. It annoyed me in the media gallery. I know that's just because they finished first, so, like, no one has anything to do. But, but, I was looking for a really we're good still picture. Working, we're still working, we're working on, on that. that. They're getting better. We're still working on it. So I was looking for a good picture of, like, the Christy yeah. Daniela hug. Um. Cause she, yeah, and now Chrissy is like, look, she's the best ever. I think. Can we now admit she's the best ever? Like, I think so. I, I think we have to admit that Chrissy at her time was, was really the best, amazing. and she, yeah. I think, she was the first of this era that started raising the bar. Mm-hmm. And she has been, you know, Daniela said it herself. She, Chrissy, inspired Daniela. She, right. Chrissy, has been the inspiration for so many of us in this generation that we have to give credit to her. And I feel, I hope that now her record's gone, but I hope it doesn't feel, she doesn't feel like she's gone. Like right. she is still such a massive part of our sport and has been and the history. But moving forward, Daniela, you oh my gosh. has to be the greatest athlete, female oh, athlete. It's, it's, I don't even think it's like, I don't think, see, that's the thing is people are like, oh, she's the argue. best female triathlete. And you're like, no, man, look, she's, she's the, the best, best long course athlete, period. Like yeah. if you just like, sure, she never won an Olympic, but like, sure, there's people that's who short have like course, more, isn't it? Yeah, short that's like, yeah, sure, of course. So, like, sure, you could you could get in the whole like debate about like Jan's won a gold, and but she is so dominant when she starts yeah. talking long course. It's just no, yeah, it's just no question. No, I think end of story, done. End of story, deal, <laughs> done. But it was 
And I think, do you know what I saw different about Daniela this time as well? Like she's always been quite that stoic, mm-hmm. uh, Swiss, the angry bird, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I think this last couple of years, just with the changes that have happened, you know, like a couple of Ks from the finish, you saw her break a smile. You saw that kind of like relax, that realisation. I think her emotions at the finish line, her emotions in her social media posts afterwards are showing that softer side that for so long was hidden behind like this front of this fearsome world champion. And then you're actually going, oh, she is human and she does feel things and she does get these emotions of how, of what she's achieved. Um, And that to me is pretty, pretty magic Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. It was obviously we're like, I mean, Danielle's was a bigger deal. Obviously, Magnus also set a course record. Um, yeah. It's not technically a world record because of Christian's whole like downhill yeah. swim at Cosmel. Yeah. Um, but I think I think on the men's side, like, fast, yeah. I mean, it was still like ten minutes faster than Jan's previous best in Roth. I think so. At, like that, and yeah. also, um, actually, almost all the podium of the okay. men's side went under that record that time. Like uh, Patrick Langer certainly went under it. And Ben Canute was was only a few minutes off it. So that was pretty impressive. And again, just the men's race, as soon as in the, you know, when Magnus and Patrick Langer came out of the water in that front pack, it was just like, oh, oh, that's going to change the plans for a few people. Because I think, you know, the likes of Ben Canute, Sam Lalo kind of expected to have a bit of a gap at the the beginning of the switch, at the beginning of the bike, and that Ditloff would have to chase to catch them. And then, you know, plan an attack. Because he was there right from the start, he could just go off the front whenever he wanted. I mean, I think um, we all like when we when he missed the course record by eight seconds last year, yeah. and you know, I mean, he's just been sitting there waiting to to, and then and then he got a penalty at Kona, and so it's yeah. just sort of been like, oh, this guy, and he's so nice. He's oh, so, like, quiet and friendly. He's the, I know the funny thing is like you interview him, and he's so so quiet when he speaks, oh, and you kind of want to be like, he just uh, he's so humble, he's so lovely. Um, he is going to be a huge star of the future. I mean, Sebi at the press conference. That was another emotion. It's like Sebi and Nils from Hold. It was their final races long course. That was pretty emotional as well. But Sebi at the press conference, like, just couldn't sing his praises enough for saying how big this guy is going to be in the sport going forward. And he's 25. He's so young. He's so humble with it. He's so nice. And he, like the Germans and Roth, just after last year, just absolutely loved him. Um, I can see that. Yeah, just it was amazing. The other performance, I think, that I thought was impressive and it would have been really interesting is um, actually Daniel Beckergaard. Hmm. He had mechanical issues on the bike Mm. and I think rode the bike in like one or two gears, maybe, which is pretty brutal on that course. It is, yeah. And then still had, and that often that trashes your legs for the run, but then still had a really great run. Now I know it's racing and this is what what you have to deal with, but if he hadn't had that mechanical I think him in the mix between Langer and Ben Canute would have been really interesting. Um, but having said that, Langer as well, it was fant- It was funny watching Patrick cross the finish line, second again to Magnus, but he crossed the finish line and then he looked around and I knew what he was doing. He was looking for his run split because he'd wanted to go sub 2.30 uh, and it was 2.30 and 27 seconds. And he looked around and he saw it and he, you just, you could just, he was like, ah! like, he went like, bit of like emotional shouting and stuff because he knew he just missed it um <laughs> admittedly he was wearing prototype he was, shoes. yeah he was wearing some kind of like yeah. illegal shoes yeah um, so except that like no... they're not illegal at challenge races because challenge doesn't follow world challenge rules, rough, whatever it's yeah. german rules actually so oh, okay whatever this race yeah but anyway so there wasn't any rules on trainers with i think that might change going forward but yeah he still ran a 230 which is ridiculous 
Um, and then, yeah, super happy, super stoked to see Ben Canute coming in in third, like only his second full distance race. Only second. And the other one, I mean, just holding it together like that. I mean, he I apparently, like Jim Vance said, oh, you know, the last 10Ks, he said he was falling apart. He didn't look like it. He still looked yeah. like he was running well. And Everyone we just wanted to say to Ben, we're like, tank. that's what happens in a yeah, long distance happens. race. You're yeah. just not used yeah. to it yet. That's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I saw him like earlier in the spring and he definitely, you know, he seemed ready, but it's uh it's always interesting how these things, you know, I, who's gonna who's gonna turn I out think, to be very good at this distance. Yeah, you know, like and Ben has sort of for the last few years tried to sort of, you know, dabble and I don't blame him, dabbled he wants it wanted to get to the Olympics and mm-hmm. tried to do sort of the short and long again. I really think if he just focuses on the long now, he right. has such a bright future and is probably gonna be the next. Actually, we've got a few. Chris Leiferman won at the weekend as well so you know there's a few Americans coming through on the long distance but I think Ben's again another got a got a huge future yeah there was a lot you just mentioned obviously there was Coeur d'Alene which is mostly Americans Chris won um nobody in the sport doesn't like Chris uh and then you had uh there's a couple 30.3s Montreal is the other big one obviously um and I have to say because (laughs) just before we wrap up I mean Montreal the the fourth world WCTS race of the season. Another Brit won. Beth Another Potter. Brit, yeah, yeah. The Brits Brit have won dominating. every single one so far this year. Who makes the British team is actually fairly clear, but who makes the US team is now completely up in the air. I have yeah. no idea because it's just like a new person every week. I hope we did. I was just we were saying off air. I hope really hope we didn't jinx Taylor Spivey because she's been so consistent and just always in that top four. And I really want to see her at the Olympics. And then she probably had, I mean, she won, she was still finished. She was eighth seventh or, or eighth yeah. or something, yeah. which is still like freaking ridiculously good, but just not where she's been so consistently. And the Spanish Rappaport was, popped up American, there. whereas yeah. she's been so consistently the top American. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. The American selection just got, just it's got interesting, be brutal. Even more interesting. And obviously, we had a brutal selection last time. So, you know, this yeah. is just like our thing now. Yeah. But yeah. But it, uh, and also interesting because they had Montreal, which went ahead, but Montreau Blanc. Well, so it was the day before. It was cancelled, wasn't it? Montreal went off on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and air was fine. And all the people who were at uh, Montremblant said air was fine the day before. And then when blew in, it was like 200-something AQI. So they cancelled the Montreal mixed relay, and they cancelled Montremblant 70.3 on that day. On Sunday. Sunday, um, Which kind of sucks. Yeah, big time. For all the Canadians. (laughs) And then, again, I think, oh... Travel at the moment is just a fucking nightmare. Like it's like Ben Canute, Ben Canute, his drive travel home was a nightmare. Terrible. And then Katie Zafaris um, was like waiting in Montreal for like two days for a flight. Yeah. yeah. And then um, yes, I think Kate, a couple of people from Boulder who went up to Montreal Blanc 70.3, they've been stuck there for three days. I had a horrific nightmare journey going over to Roth. Like whatever's going on in the world at the moment, it is just a fucking shit show traveling. Never used to be this hard. Never used to be this hard. Anyway. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I I can guess why, but yeah, not doesn't it's not encouraging for the season of races we have coming up and all the no, travel. No, no, no. Like hopefully everyone. Makes I would it just with say like yeah. plan to travel a little bit more in advance than okay. you were probably hoping to. All right. Well, with that, then we will uh, wrap up for Sid Talks before you. Know. I've only only just got started on Roth. I could go on for another. <laughs> we could do a whole a whole episode. <laughs> all right. That we'll be so back hard. next week. Uh, <laughs> next week, before we all well, before I leave for vacation. Next week, we'll be back with the the last uh, done last last. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. All right. I know Jocelyn watched all of the races this weekend. Every single race. Almost. Yeah, I was so on top of it. I was like, I am on the triathlon podcast now. And 
I got to track and watch all the things. All, all right. So things. which one was the best one then out of all the performances? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> like I got to say, no, it's because I feel like the top two for me was like Daniela going 808 at Challenge Roth was just like mind blowing. And then Melanie McQuaid at age 50, getting her Kona qualified. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was, was amazing. That was wild. Yeah. I was, was trying wild. to look up if anyone had done that before. And I was like, maybe Natasha Badman, like one has to think. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I don't, I just can't remember any pro women yeah. in their fifties, like still racing yeah. and like kicking ass. Well, like, if anybody does, it would be Natasha Bodman. Because, right. I mean, well, even I, the whole motherhood thing, she was a mother before she became a pro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody so she had her kid like about all young. the mothers racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, so Natasha Bodman, like definitely raced into her fifties, but I think they like gave her, like, I think she was invited to oh. some of that last year. So she didn't, okay. I think. Cause like yeah. if you're a past champion, you know, cause the rules yeah. always, always change. Yeah. But at some point, if you were like a, a champion of Kona, then you automatically could go whenever. I have no problem with like special accommodations for Natasha Bodman, right? Like this is not like going to be a slippery slope. Where, like, everyone yeah, they should give her a wild card now. I bet she yeah, would exactly. still, I would still kick a butt. <laughs> and then Dee Dee Griesbauer does still race and she's 50 and she obviously won Ultraman. Right. Yeah. Does that count as a slot for Kona? I don't well, know. no, because she, but yeah. that wasn't for Kona because it's like a different, it's not like run by Iron Man. Oh, okay. All right. I, yeah. I so I don't actually know if she's going to, and go for Kona this year but you know what my favorite moment was in all the racing mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't um Daniela Rife but the lady young lady who got out of the water first Vanilla, Vanilla. she was pumping she the crowd I, yeah. I love that I can be in last place and I'll do that I love that I mean she's just riling the crowd up I love that Absolutely. so it was telling me that like everyone does that at Roth but Fidella is just like on camera because she's first. But also, oh, like, okay. Well. But also, like, <laughs> Fidella, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, Coda. She was like doing that too. She was like high fiving everybody. Just, like, Coming out thing. of the water. That's yeah. awesome. She's like, what's this called when you do the, the shaka? The shaka. Yeah, yeah. She's always doing that. Yeah. Which a friend, a, word, a boss of mine thought that meant give me a call, whatever. And I was like, oh, like, call me maybe. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I it think, does. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you should have some Hawaiian listeners call in, let us know. What does it really mean? <laughs> what does it really mean? But Khadija, you watch Broth because you're doing it next year, right? So yes. did you, do you feel like you got the full, like, are you ready? I don't know about ready, but I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm cycling is my favorite uh, oh, no. leg of the, of the race. So I don't know. It's kind of a toss up between the, the cycling and the swimming but the cycling I get riled up so I'm looking forward to going up that hill where all the, the spectators crowd, are yeah. and so yeah I'm excited and it's it's been on it's been my bucket list race since the very beginning I think I've mm. wanted to do I know I've wanted to do Roth more than I wanted to do Kona so I'm excited I'm thrilled and maybe my last thought like, did you get, like, were you there at, like, midnight, 1201 or whatever? No, no, no. The gentleman who owns Brickle, um, he gets, he gets oh. so many slots per year. And he designed my, um, my Wakanda kit. And oh. he invited me. We've remained friends for So a really you long got time. a special invite. Yeah. You. Just like Natasha Bodman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so, 
Just okay. not quite as badass, but I'll be looking cute. I'll make sure that my right. my tri kid is cute. But yeah, we've remained friends for a really long time, and he really helped um, advocate for me and help me understand, you know, what materials I need to use and what places on my kit. So hmm. when he wasn't designing my kits, I was able to help whoever was working on my kit understand where I was, where I could, how I could stay the coolest, fully covered. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that race definitely gets hot. Yeah, yeah. I do well in the heat, but it, it, you know, still everybody gets to a certain point where it's hot enough. Mm -hmm. So, making sure I am dressed right is is a good idea. But I do, I actually do well in the heat. I do not. Yeah, I do. If I've been living in a training camp in the tropics for like two months before, I was like the only thing that ever works is like a month of training in hawaii or something and that's not something everyone can afford so mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh i don't know i mean i think jocelyn also watched western states obviously that was the big one around here and like the thing for western states was it was actually not hot this year because of what i was because of what i was saying about how the big, it's been weirdly cool in the year and i mm -hmm. think that's why people ran i think that's part of why people ran so fast at western states it was so for fast sure. i mean they went so courtney the walter broke what broke the women's record by over an hour 77 minutes yeah yeah that's wow. crazy I think that's actually like well I think that's actually like it's like hard to quantify like how crazy that is that's actually insane because western states is not like it's not like some random race that's only been around for five years like mm -hmm. it's like the oldest ultra not the oldest one of the oldest ultra races so like that's nuts to like get that much faster yeah, it'd yeah. be like if Daniela like broke Chrissy's record by an hour, maybe. Yeah, 30 minutes. 40, yeah, it's crazy. 30, 45, yeah. not just yeah. 10 minutes, which is still outstanding. But also, yeah. apparently, so you're allowed to have pacers um, for Western States and for like most hundreds because, you know, like, and they're mostly mental. Obviously. Anyway, apparently, she doesn't do it with pacers. She does it with no pacers. She just like is out there because no one's fast herself. enough for her. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's really it might be why. a distraction. To some people, pacers yeah. are are a distraction. They rather just they have an internal clock and they rather just do it that way. Mm -hmm. I think she also like she's talked a lot about like going into her pain cave. You know what I mean? Like embracing mm -hmm. it. <laughs> and no one else is invited to her pain <laughs> cave. <laughs> she's like, I sit there by myself. So. <laughs> anyway, it was a crazy weekend. We have another weekend coming up. Uh at Ironman Frankfurt. And so after this break, we're going to add our voicemail from Sarah, who is over there secretly racing. Hello, hello. Sorry to miss everyone this week. I am currently in Frankfurt, Germany. The Ironman is this weekend. And yes, I've been a little sneaky. I didn't mention it last week. And I think... There are a couple, couple reasons. I'm not saying they're valid, but these are my reasons. Okay. Reason number one, uh, my kid went through two viruses in a row. The first one being a GI virus, and then the second one being uh, hand, foot, and mouth. So between that and being in school, just the whole idea of racing was not front and center of my mind. And then the second reason, and I think I, I talked about this a little bit with uh, Sarah before, was that 
I just, I don't know. I've entered this phase of my career where I'm racing for me. Um, and yeah, I, I feel a little guilty because, you know, I have some awesome sponsors and I, I should be, you know, posting and like, I, I love keeping, uh, you know, my community in the loop and that includes all of you, but it just feels like such a, I don't know, a personal thing for me now to race that I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not blasting it on social media. I know I should. I don't talk about it because I think it's like the secret little thing for me. Yeah. There's something that's kind of fun uh, about, I feel like I have these different lives. Um, and I, t- you know, my podcast people, I think you, you all see me as, you know, a, a, an athlete, but also, you know, a mom and a student. So that's, that's kind of a special pet. My podcast is special to me. But then I feel like, uh, you know, I try to keep my school life and my triathlon life kind of separate. So nobody in my cohort knows that I'm over here racing, uh, which is, I don't know. Like, why am I keeping this side of myself secret? I guess I want them to take me seriously as a student. And I feel like that, this athletic stuff might undermine that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the psychology student needs to psychoanalyze herself a little bit on this. Um, but yeah, it's just my thing. And I'm going to go back to class next week. And, you know, people probably will have no idea why I'm walking funny. And that's kind of awesome. It's like my little secret, my little like Clark Kent Superman, except make it triathlon and non-superhero powers. And I'm a woman. Um, Yeah, without the cool glasses. So that's pretty much my update. I am super jet lagged. You can probably hear in my voice. I'm a little croaky creaky. Thankfully, no middle seat this time. Uh, no heat waves. The last time I raced here, I raced here a few years ago, and there was a historic heat wave. Uh, I was taken off the course with like 700 meters to go. I don't really want to relive that moment. It's not that it's playing through my mind, but uh, needless to say, I am grateful there is no historic heat wave this weekend because... It's just, it's one, one variable that I just don't have to think about quite as much. All right. So that's about it. Um, ooh, you know what? I didn't come up with a, a fun question for the week. I'm a very random one. So when you come to Europe, either you get still water or sparkling water. Thoughts. Thoughts on still versus sparkling. Do you think that we should be moving into the still versus sparkling as defaults in the US. I would say yes. I love like the fancy coffee shops where you can get a little sparkling water or a little still water, whatever you want. Like they have the little tap there. I don't know if anybody's been to a coffee shop like that, but it just feels so fancy. Just having a little carbonation in my water. I just feel I feel a little a little bougie. A little bougie. All right, that's it. I hope everybody's had a great week and I'll check in with you hopefully after a really fun, sneaky superhero race, but not so superhero, just a triathlon. All right. Bye.
so she was uh secretly she didn't tell us about it last week and i missed it on the start list i actually kind of understand i mean i understand why you like don't why you like kind of want to keep something sort of a secret yeah i mean it takes a lot of pressure off yeah have you ever done that like not told anyone you were doing a race uh, could you just kind of <laughs> I published my race schedule a year in advance and I put it on my website <laughs> well it's on the website last so last year I tore my meniscus and I had knee surgery and I ended up doing a half Ironman like four months later and the JFK 55 months later and I realized I had to stop telling people I was doing that because too many people told like kind of implied that it was stupid right <laughs> so in that case, I kept stuff pretty quiet. Yeah. I don't talk about injuries. Like I've had a stress fracture. I had a stress fracture a while ago and it took a long time to heal. And everybody's like, oh, why are you running so slow? Well, I was just like, oh, I'm out of shape. I'll just say anything stupid. Yeah. And I don't like when people ask, um, are you ready? No, I haven't done any training at all. I'm not <laughs> ready. I'm not ready. I'm just showing up. I didn't even train. I mean, why ask somebody? Are why they ask ready? that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like the I found. I mean, obviously, like when you're at the races and you're covering them, and you have to make small talk with all the pros. You like don't know what else to say, so you're like, "Oh, how are you feeling? Feeling good? <laughs> like totally crappy? Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> but I have. I mean, I guess it has like okay. So obviously, I've had like a string of health issues like on and off the last couple of years, and it becomes this thing where like I'm not a big person who like I'm not big on like not saying things. Like I'm really bad at keeping sure. my own. Se- I like. I have plenty of other people's secrets that I'm telling, but like for myself, it just doesn't occur to me not to say anything. But yeah. then at some point you're also like, like I've stopped wanting to explain to people. So they're like, oh, are you training? And you're like, oh no, not really. Cause you don't want to be like, well, here's the latest thing that went wrong. Right. Like you don't like, it sounds yeah. just like, you're like, I don't want to get into it. Don't, don't even sure. worry about it. It's too much. I stopped telling my mom when yes. I'm racing until yes. I actually like finish because you know, moms, they my mom is like still convinced. I like, don't know how to do this after like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> She's always, be, like, worried, just yeah. be careful. Be mm-hmm. careful on the bike. Watch out for the cars. I know mom. I've been hit by cars. I know mom. <laughs> be careful. is always like my, the funniest. Like, don't crash. So I think it takes too much energy to filter conversation yeah. i just i don't mm-hmm. need i don't do that in my personal life so i'm not going to do it with races yeah. i just but i did like how sarah was saying like she keeps her school mm-hmm. self like separate from right. her racing self and yeah. i i do that like with my coworkers. i don't For always sure. tell them like i'm racing like if i i'm like i might say oh i have like i'm doing this run this weekend and it's like an ultra marathon or something but right. you don't, you don't, like, you don't get into it yeah. and you don't want to feel like you're all braggy no yeah I, I do that at work too because a lot of times people will ask I have one coworker who like follows me on Instagram and everything and it's really awkward she's like oh I saw when you're like oh Tiffany can you please stop <laughs> <laughs> back in like you know how like then there's like the one friend the one coworker friend who like also runs and like they want to then talk to you about right and yeah. so one of my coworkers was doing Boston one year. And so I was covering for her and our boss at the time was like, oh yeah, I think like, like she's running to somewhere. And you're like, it's not really about the destination, <laughs> like, but it's sort of, not incorrect. It's not incorrect. <laughs> you're like, well, like, 
<laughs> they asked me, are you doing another marathon? I have never run an open marathon. Well, what's yeah. that running thing that you do? It's a triathlon. I just go, sure. Yep. Yep. Definitely doing that. I am yep. at the end of a long swim and a long bike. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. I did joke though. I was a sort of, I've been starting, I've been filling in at the radio station here as often. We had like, you know that when they're like, everyone share a fun fact about yourself. And that first oh. day, <laughs> I said, I, one of the foremost authorities in the country on triathlon. And everyone was like, no, <laughs> they were like, is that a thing? Like, yeah. That is fun. I do remember. So I was like such a nerd in college. I did my first Ironman, like my senior year in college nice. and it was Wisconsin. So it was September, but I remember like the first week in class when you're introducing yourself and they do that, the icebreaker, say a fun mm-hmm. fact. It's like, I'm Jocelyn. I'm doing an Ironman triathlon this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have Sarah back next week. We'll see how it went. Um, cross your fingers for her. It's also like, I don't know. I mean, she was joking about traveling to Europe and like the differences, you know, and all that. I do have a, I don't know. I have a rough time race traveling to Europe for sure. I feel like you're just, there's all these like, what food am I going to eat? I don't know. Where did things get plugged in? There was like oh. one whole trip where I was like, we can figure out how to turn on the dishwasher. And we were like, fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> Do we, uh, the hotel rooms where you have to leave your card inside yeah. to turn on the electricity. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's, very it's in, in Europe. It's in Asia. Like the first oh. time I encountered that, it was like in maybe in the Philippines or in Malaysia, but I like got to my hotel room and I was like, the lights don't work. And right. so I went down to the front desk and it was like, my lights aren't working. And they like had to show me like you put your key card into the slot by the door and that way you're not wasting electricity. So yeah. you don't leave it on. Although you can really put any kind of card in there. Put- Ooh, pro tip. Doesn't have like, to be I the saw, hotel key card. I get I totally get it because people like leave lights on all the time, right? Uh mm-hmm. I saw I need that for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you can't so, like, leave your room without putting this card in here. <laughs> Everyone's been having like terrible travel stories right now, right? Because like uh, you know, whatever, lots of reasons. Anyway, and I saw like Ben Canoe was coming home from Roth and he got put up in like the airport hotel and the air conditioner goes off between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. for like same reason because it's like nighttime, open a window. And so he like woke up stripping sweat. He was like, and then he thought it was broken and they're like, dude, stop being so American. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I hear, so I hear we got some feedback, Jocelyn, on last week's episode. Um, I mean, we always... I don't actually don't know if we've had any voicemails. I was about to say we always can take people can always send us voicemails. Yes. Um, the, the link is in the show notes. And now but now I like actually haven't checked it, but I will recheck it to make sure. So yes, I'm still a member of the Athena Triathletes Facebook group. And unfortunately, some members were offended and felt like we were shaming the Athena group, which I wanted to clarify that we weren't. No, I think we were, I think um one like coming from cycling there's a like they just literally didn't marley you know they've never heard of this right like this concept um and i think we were like there are some obviously conflicted feelings about like why it exists but i think if mm-hmm. you want to do it you can do it like i don't i don't think there's any shaming like you so there the you were definitely some athenas that wanted to clarify like they are not there just to finish they are there to compete Definitely. and 
that's awesome. That is why that category exists. That is also why I signed up as an Athena while I was pregnant. I yeah. knew I wanted to compete and win something. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of categories in triathlon. There's military <laughs> categories. A lot of categories, yeah. 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 There's military. Physically challenged. Mm-hmm. I mean, even there's, just the age group category in and of itself, I'm not going to... I'm. Maybe I could, I don't know. I'm not running around chasing 20 year olds. No. They're also like smaller than like, you know, when you go to a running race, the age groups are like way bigger. They're like, oh, like yeah. 10 year, 10 year 10 age group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, they'll just be like every, like cycling will be like everyone. And then it'll be masters. Right. Like that's just. Yeah. Oh, also one, there was one, one member who I think Ashley, who is like an avid feisty fan and she's, she says, you know, Kelly just has a snarky personality. Oh, people thought I was making fun. I was not making fun. <laughs> You're just snarky. I don't know if that's true. Feisty. You're just feisty. <laughs> You're just feisty. <laughs> I wasn't making. Anyway. Anyway, I obviously think if you look in like history, there's some weird history and all that. And I think that's like, which I think is some of what we we're talking about. But we're all for more people doing whatever they want to do in triathlon. Yeah. Of course. Yes. yes. I welcome all bodies all people, all ages. And I mean, I, that's why I got into Iron Man when I was like such a nerdy little teenager. <laughs> it was watching the inaugural Iron Man California and seeing like 70 something year old Bill Bell. And I was like, damn, if he can do it, I'm a cocky little teenager. I could do an Iron Man next year. Yeah. You gotta have like all the, uh, what's the like there's like an amount of like self-confidence you have to have right to be like i can do that sure and that's what we need to like more people that we need to like instill that in more people i cried at the start of my first iron man did you yeah because i had dnf my only dnf i have ever gotten was three weeks before that race and i had trained solely for that race that i had dnf and my Iron Man was just going to be my victory lap. Oh. <laughs> and here I was like, everybody looks so much more fit than me. Oh my God, I just can't. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. Nice. <laughs> I literally dove into the water crying. I was like, oh yeah. You know, like how I was like really overwhelmed by like all the bags and the like, what do you, like I couldn't figure out what you could possibly need this much stuff. Like I was like, I don't understand. Like yeah. there's so many, you know, there's so much stuff. And I was like, so I was sitting there at like the athlete pre-race meeting, like to understand. And it was, I was, I did um, Canada for my first one. So there's a bunch of French Canadians and this super French Canadian guy next to me is like, oh, I tell you what you put in there. And he was like, you put in some fried chicken and a joint and it will be great. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he must be from Atlanta. (laughs) I was like, I don't know that seems, I'm probably not like (laughs) Do I get fried chicken and a joint? At your special needs. Now you're perfect. You have the outfit for Walmart. You have the food and you have a joint. You're in Atlanta all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh man. All right, before this descends more more down down the hole. We have Jocelyn's. It's Jocelyn's turn for a super random question of the week. And I hear you, you've thought this all the way. Thinking about this. Well, so today was my last day of my hour long commute. So hooray, I don't have to do Yay. that anymore. But I didn't see your email until I got home and then was taking 
the dog out for a walk with my daughter and her Crocs have Sesame Street characters. So I was like, this is my random question. Which Sesame Street character do you relate to the most? Hmm. An interesting question. I like want to say Big Bird. And why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Explain. Well, like I haven't watched Sesame Street in forever, right? So I'm trying to think. But I feel like Big Bird was kind of like, we can do anything, you know? It's so funny because Sesame Street now, I don't know, Khadija, if you've seen it more recently than when you were younger, but I feel like it's changed a lot. Now my daughter's two and a half. And so when we started watching it with her, it was like, this is very different than what I remember. Really? What's different about it? Elmo is like the star of the show. Yeah, he's it's a very Oscar the Grouch or my <laughs> very Elmo centric. It's like oh, what happened to like the little Bert and Ernie like yeah. bits. <laughs> Those are like my favorite. Uh-huh. And my sister loves Snuffleupagus. Yes. Yes. That's All another right. weed reference. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who knew? Because was like a secret stoner. Hi, yeah. bird. <laughs> so are you saying you relate to Snuffleupagus? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really just... <laughs> it's Jocelyn's fault. She told me to let loose. Just be yeah, me. Just be you. Fine. This is cool. true. It's cool. This so is who are you, true. what is your pick then? What's your answer? I, I think I'm definitely a cross between Oscar the Grouch and Elmo because... I'm a, a typical Aquarius. <laughs> okay. I'm, a typical, I'm a typical Aquarius. I'm like, come close. Let's have fun. Let's do this. But just don't come too close. <laughs> you tip so, over to yeah, yeah, the grouch. Exactly. Step I'm going to recede back into my trash can. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's why I got the van. Let's go <laughs> yeah, party. Let's go true. to the races. Ah, stop at the door of the van. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jocelyn, I feel like you put some thought into this, right? I did. It was for me, it was a cross between Big Bird because he's to me, he was kind of big and awkward and had everyone thought his friend Snuffleupagus was an imaginary friend, but it turns out he was real. (laughs) 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 And then Cookie Monster. Mm, I love Cookie Monster mm, because of the chocolate chip cookies. But I think there was, didn't they try to? Actually, now he's there's a there's a segment where he does a little cooking show hmm. with his, he has a sidekick Gonger, and they have a van. They have a van like Khadija that they like. It's like a food <laughs> truck, but kids can call in with a question or a recipe request, and he will he will teach them how to make a healthy meal. Really, to balance out the cookies. Really, oh. yeah. It's very different. That's so, weird. Yeah. So did you see the shirt that I wore last week? It had a Sesame Street character on it. I I think you were too close to the camera. Yeah, so it says it says unsupervised. Um but think of the possibilities. And it's got animal on it. You know the song Manam in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. he's a Muppet. <laughs> yes. A Muppet. Unsupervised. Yes. But think <laughs> of the possibilities. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this has been another episode. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening. We appreciate all of you. We obviously want everyone to join us in triathlon. And if you have a have a voicemail you want to send us, 
I forget the link right now. It's like speaker pipe backslash if you're writing speak pipe and it's in the show notes. So send us a voicemail and we will be back next week before we are going on a two week summer hiatus break. So I will be in Havana. Have fun. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We reaching the top We reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo heel chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with, oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan Dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know. Try try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty. That's two zero feisty for 20% off store wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20% off at tryhard.co.